Everybody for entering the club. Of course, that is none other than the DAC, the Degenerate Athletic Club. We are live. It's Thursday. It's September 21st. There's really bad football going on that we stayed away from. I'm just kidding. I took the 49ers at home getting the points because I'm a degenerate. Welcome to the Degenerate Athletic Club, of course, presented by Crowworthy Sports. I am here with my co-host, the Sroto. Sroto, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be back. It must be good to be you. Our Crowworthy Locks, of course, is a segment that we bring our listeners value. We bring you return on investment. We bring you acumen. We bring you our our football takes all for our listeners. And Mike, you are an 8-2, and two, an 80% winning percentage to start the year in our Crowworthy Locks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. It's... It's good to start out strong. You get a little confidence, um, maybe do some things you wouldn't do, uh, make some, you know, it's good to play with the house money in the, in the back half, um, which is really kind of what I'm, I'm looking to do. Make enough, make enough pad the account a little bit here in the first half so that, uh, you know, if things go, if things go uh, sideways in the second half, I'm, I'm not losing any of my capital. Yeah, of course, eight and two to start the year, eighty percent winning. I'm at seven and three, a seventy percent clip combined, seventy-five percent crowworthy locks. We've been tweeting cousin Sal. We've been text. We've been emailing Cowherd. We've been tweeting Bill Simmons. Two weeks, nothing yet. But let's break down how these guys are doing. Of course, cousin Sal. He just gives you his best bets of the week on the Against All Odds podcast. He's at 33%, Mike. He's 1-2, and two and he's only picking – he only picked one game week one. He picked two games week two. He only has to pick two bets each week. He's one for two, Mike. That's not so good. Certainly not, certainly not doing well enough to be on this podcast. Of course, Simmons gives his Westgate picks. He puts some of them in his column. And last week, Bill Simmons was on the Mike Francesa show doing his weekly picks with Francesa. He gave three of his five that he gave in his Westgate picks. Um, Bill Simmons, not off to a good start, Mike. Four, five, and one to start the season. By the way, that was the first time Francesa's had somebody on to do picks since Mad Dog. Well, uh, four, five, and one doesn't get it done either. Do we have anybody better? And we do. Mike, your competition so far, our competition, Cowherd in the Blazing Five is blazing. He went four and one again last week. He's eight and two on the season. We are tied with the Blazing Five to start the year. And of course, we bring all of this up because we've put out a public challenge. And gentlemen, if you're listening, for charity, if you beat us, whoever chooses to accept, whether it's Simmons, whether it's Cousin Sal, whether it's Cowherd, if you beat us, we both will donate to a charity of your choice. Of course, if we win, we're asking for nothing more than a quick segment to be able to talk fantasy sports, to be able to talk about the jungle 
a league that we've been part of for almost 17 years, a league we think is the best damn league this side of the Mississippi. That's all we're asking for. We're not asking for much, but nonetheless, Mike, I think it's time to give our week three crow-worthy locks. Are you ready? I'm ready. You can lead. I will kick it off, of course, as mentioned, 7-3, 70% winning on the year. We're going to give you five, yes, five crow-worthy locks, and of course, we'll give you the game we're most confident in. We call that the old crow serving of the week. It's the game that we're most confident in. By the way, we've put up two shots for each of those the first two weeks. We've hit them both. We both liked uh, the Raiders last week, so we're both positive. We haven't had to take any crow, and that's always a good thing. Although, shout out to Old Crow Whiskey. Mike, I am going to start with a London game. I'm going to ask everybody to get up at 9.30 with me Eastern, 6.30 West Coast. If you're a true degenerate, is there anything better than eggs, maybe some steak, maybe a Bloody Mary? But Mike, London's bad football. The Ravens have played some really, really bad teams. And Blake Bortles is the starting quarterback. And the over-under is 39 and a half. This one's going to be a snooze fest, ladies and gentlemen. We keep shipping London our absolute dog shit. Give me the under in this one, 39 and a half. I love it. In fact, I love it so much, it is going to be my serving of the week bet. I'm putting two shots of crow on the line. Hopefully I don't lose this one because crow before noon never goes down well. No, it does not. No, and I'm not with you on that. There's... I got burned week one on an under against bad quarterbacks, and Blake Bortles could throw two pick sixes, and you're out the window in that one. So I'm going to stay away from that. For my first first game of the week, early game, uh, the 0-2 Browns are favorites on the road. Let me just repeat that. The 0-2 Browns our road favorites. When's the last time that's happened? When's the last time the Browns have been favored in a football game? And then even more so, when's the last time the Browns have been favored in a football game on the road? Um, so I will take the Colts. Uh, give me the point. I don't care if it's 1.2 point, 2 point, 10 points. The Browns with a rookie quarterback are a road favorite. This I can't even wrap my head around it. Give me, give me the Colts. All in on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, in the next game, Mike, I'm going to Lambeau, and I'm betting against Andy Dalton. This is an Andy Dalton-led Bengals team that, if you listen to our Crowworthy Sports podcast, I've been calling for his head ever since our fantasy football draft. In fact, I'm asking for A.J. McCarron to get a shot in Cincinnati. I think Dalton's lost the team. I think your boy Marvin Lewis is coaching for his job, but he's going on the road. He's playing a Packers team that's one of the best teams in football. We just didn't get to see it play out last week. They're a little bit banged up. They, I lay nine points, but I get Aaron Rodgers against the Bengals team that just needs it's just trying to score a touchdown, let alone keeping up with a Packers high-octane offense at home in Green Bay. I lay nine points. Give me the Green Bay Packers. Ditto. We are Nothing to add. Nothing to add. You said it all. Give me Aaron Rodgers at home, and I don't have to lay more than 10. I lay nine against what might be the worst team in the NFL. There's like five or six teams that are, are all in the running for the second worst team in the NFL behind the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
Let's move on for my third pick, Mike. This one is going to be a team that at some point I'm going to have to get on or off the wagon. But everybody knows that I like the LA Chargers. And the LA Chargers are a couple of kicks away from being 2-0. And so I still believe that they're a good football team. And I get them at home, albeit against a really good Andy Reid Chiefs team. But I'm getting three points. In fact, this week, Mike, there's seven home dogs. I'm a, we don't get that opportunity very often to get home dogs. And I think the Chargers team's pretty good. Call me crazy, but Phillip Rivers isn't off to a bad start. Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen, this team has a lot of talent, Mike. I get the Chargers at home. I'm hoping that my LA people come out and fill the stadium this week. I'm getting a field goal in this game. Give me the LA Chargers getting three. Unfortunately, uh, I'm gonna go heads up with you there. The Chargers are the Chargers, man. As much as you wanna see other things, the Chargers are the same team. You know what the Chargers can do on defense? They can rush the passer. You know what they can't do? They can't stop the run. Do you know what you know what uh, uh, Kansas City can do? Kansas City can run the rock. And they're just a better football team. They're better at pretty much every single position this year. And I you know anyone who's listened to me knows that I'm about as far down on Phillip Rivers as anybody can be. His his, you know, everyone loves his quote-unquote passion. I think it's just garbage. He's the, he's the most overrated quarterback of our generation. Guy has never won anything. Literally hasn't won anything. And he never wins. He puts up big stats in garbage time. He keeps his team close enough but can't close the deal. All I have to do is lay three points, and I get a team that, that went – and, I, I, and I'm supposed to be scared about playing in a, in a, you know, in an LA stadium that's going to be half full. Um, when this team, when when I get to pick a Chiefs team that went into a sold out and rocking Foxborough and punched the defending champions in the mouth, uh, yeah, I'll take Kansas City, um, and I'll lay the three. Mike, for this next one, I'm going to get the better team here. I'm going to get them on the road. But I'm going to get them in a situation where we still aren't sure what's going on at quarterback. And, of course, I'm talking about Tampa Bay going to Minnesota. I'm getting one and a half. Give me Tampa Bay. Listen, here's the deal. I watched a lot of Vikings football the first two weeks of the year. I watched them on Monday night. I bet them on Monday night. I watched them last week. I bet against them. I've had action on or off of the Vikings and have had a chance to watch that team. That's a really good defense, Mike, but where there is opportunity is a little bit on in the secondary. And we saw the Steelers go downfield and throw when they wanted to on the Vikings. So regardless of the offensive issues, when Case Keenum's at quarterback, I think Jameis Winston is going to be able to do a lot of the same things that Ben Roethlisberger did. Sure, I'm scared to go on the road, but that's why I'm getting a point and a half. Now, this is a Buccaneers team that we've all been high on, but this will be their first big test. I want to see them go on the road and get a win, and I think it's going to come this week. Give me the Bucks. I get the better team, and I get a point and a half. Yeah, I took a hard look at that game, but uncertainty at the quarterback position uh, for Minnesota, I don't know about that because, I mean, that, they burned me last week. Um Sam Bradford not suiting up cost me that over. Uh, all right, so number four, um, I'm gonna have to. This is this is a, my my last two. My last two are overreaction 
are going to be a couple of overreaction bets. I, I get... Now, again, this is this is a team on the road, but it's Monday Night Football on a big stage. I get the Cowboys laying three and a half against an Arizona Cardinal team that is putrid, awful, horrible, needed a Jacoby Brissett pick to beat the Colts last week. Needed, needed Chuck Pagano to beat the Colts last week. Uh, it's insane how bad the, how bad Arizona has looked this year, and the Cowboys, the, the Cowboy. This is an overreaction uh, line. The Cowboys are still a damn good football team. They just what walked into a really tough place to play and played a team that people think people didn't think is as good as they are in Denver. And Denver's not an easy place to play, and it's even it's impossible to play there when the Broncos are playing well. Um, I still think the Cowboys are a good team. I still think they're a much better team than the Cardinals. The Cardinals are in that conversation for perhaps they're in that five or six team mix for maybe the worst team uh, other than the Jets. And give me the give me the Cowboys. I'll lay the points all I like, day. I like that pick. I didn't take it in my crowworthy locks. I do like that pick. I'll probably get in on that action. You're right. It's an overreaction with that line. It's Cowboys on the road. But listen, Arizona's going to have 50% Dallas Cowboy fans in that building. It's not an intimidating place to play. Um, yeah, good pick. My last pick, Mike, is going to be a heart attack pick. I'm going to sweat through it. I'm going to have to drink through it. I'm going to have to stay intoxicated just to be able to get through it. But I'm going to give Eli Manning one more shot. Oh, man. I'm going to... Take the Giants, who are getting six points in a divisional game against Philly on the road. But we know in divisional games, you can throw out a lot of that. I got to imagine that Ben McAdoo, who there is talk, is going to give up the play calling to, to uh, and hand the play calling duties off this week. The Giants need to do something more creatively on offense. They need to be able to fix the protection for Eli, but we can't discount the talent that's on that offensive side of the football, Mike, and the Giants' defense is really good. We're going to learn a lot about the Giants this week, but I like the fact that I do get the six points while we learn about them. I'm counting on a bounce back here between Eli and Odell that had another week to heal that high ankle sprain. Of course, we saw him play last Monday night. I don't love it, but I'm going to take it because of the points and the fact it's a divisional game. Give me the Giants getting six. Yeah, I, I looked at that game because it feels like a trap game. Because based on the way the two teams have played so far, you'd think the line would be higher. Uh, but I can't. My my heart can't handle that. Uh, my heart can't handle Eli Manning right now. Uh, and i got to think about you know my future. Um for my this is my I've saved my best bet of the week for the last. My crow worthy lock of the week, two shots. This is an overreaction game because this team didn't look very good week one. They got a win. Um but they did it kinda ugly. Um got dreaded east to west, went out and played your can't win a goddamn thing, but yet you love them anyway, Los Angeles Chargers. Miami Dolphins went east to west. Now, the Dolphins get to stay on the East Coast, fly up division game against 
what might be the worst team I've seen in the last decade against the, the New York Jets, who I've picked to go 0-16, and I'm laying less than a touchdown. Less than a touchdown against the Jets. Jay Ajayi might touch the ball 35 times this week. The Jets couldn't stop anyone last week. They couldn't stop Beast Mode. They couldn't stop any of his backups. They couldn't stop... I mean, the Raiders could have run for 350 yards college football style last week if they had decided, if they wanted to. This is going to be a blowout again. The Jets are going to get blown out most every single week. And until they prove me wrong, my crow-worthy lock of the week will probably be whoever is playing the Jets. So give me the give me the Dolphins. I'm laying the six and a half gladly on the road. I, I don't care. I would take Alabama laying six and a half against the Jets in New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you are you are betting on Jay Cutler while laying six and a half. I'll just keep that in mind. That's fine. Now, all he has to do is not fumble the snap and hand the ball off. Yeah. So just to recap, I'm taking the under in that London game. Of course, Ravens-Jags, 39.5. I like Green Bay, minus 9. The Chargers getting 3 against Kansas City. Tampa Bay getting 1.5 against Minnesota. The Giants getting points against the Eagles on the road. You like Jacoby Brissett and those Colts getting a point at home. You like Green Bay as well. You like Kansas City. We're heads up on that one. You like a Cowboys and a Miami team. Both favorites on the road. Of course, I mentioned a lot of home dogs this week, and I think this is a good time to wrap up the show and bring on the teaser expert himself, the man of all the exotics, the man from the SCO zone, of course, we're talking none other than Ryan Schofield, uh, podcast host of Paying the Bills, Western New Yorker, and regular degenerate, and it sounds like we're getting you out of bar, SCO. I'm in a bar, and honestly, I have some things to say. I mean, am I allowed to cause a ruckus here? Because I'm sorry. I heard a lot of bullshit in this fucking conversation that I don't know address to. I don't want to pitch on, or do I just go on my own thing? Well, why don't you give us just a quick cliff note on your reaction to our Crowworthy Locks, and then let's hear what you got for the listeners this week. Okay, well, first off, the idea that you're going to, you know, go against, uh, I mean, uh, let me just give my, my, my crow the rocks. Like last week, I'm just going to go make a shit with my, 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 my football picks. I have my three-team teaser, which is the only thing I really feel good about this week, is mine is going to be Pittsburgh minus one, Philly as a pick and my wild cards. I'm thinking the Redskins plus nine and a half. You've got the Raiders traveling from Tennessee to New York, to Oakland, and then back out to play the Washington Redskins. I don't think the Redskins are that bad. That loss against the Eagles does not look that bad. They played the Red, the the Chiefs in a very very tight game in Arrowhead, and I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I, I can't even get into how much I disagree. But I'm also the guy who went 14 and two last week in the jungle worthy you know pick pick 'em league. That's uh that's that's what I had going on. But my one pick I have it's it's not football related. It's going to be baseball related, and I have this one for you. I feel like everyone is sleeping on the Arizona Diamondbacks at plus eight eight thousand or eight hundred to win the National League pennant, and I think that's a damn solid pick. They're gonna play the wild card game. They're gonna pitch Zach Granke in that game. But the fact of the matter is that when they play the Dodgers, they own the Dodgers, and this is one of the hottest teams in baseball. They're thirty and twenty in their last four, fifty-eight games. They've won six straight games, and they, again, they're not scared of the. Dodgers, and there's a bit of a rivalry out there. The Dodgers are wilting away. They have Clayton Kershaw, and aside that, but Clayton Kershaw's House of Horrors has been 
in uh, whatever the hell they, they call that stadium out there. But he has not pitched very well if you look at the numbers on that. And are you really going to trust that they have no middle relief? And I think that J.D. Martinez is basically Barry Bonds in 2004, but not with the steroids. Yeah, so 8-1, eight, eight, eight and one, you get the D-backs to win the National League. Of course, the competition right now does look like the Dodgers, and you bring up a good point. They've owned the Dodgers. That's, that's nice odds for a team that's already clinched at least the one-game playoff. Yes, um, but aside from that, I mean, some of your guys' picks I don't really want to, like, you know, like completely mitigate, but I was not uh, completely in favor. I mean, here's the thing. You guys are saying, like, how often do you get uh, road favorites? Um, there's 10 road favorites this week, and I don't really believe in all of them. For instance, you know, when you mentioned the Arizona Cardinals, how can we judge the Arizona Cardinals? Because they're home road splits. They have been a very, very good home team historically. They have not played a home game just yet. I will tell you one bet that I do want to make. I don't have odds posted on it right now, but it's going to be whatever you can get on Justin's lines, which means you bet above the actual line for plus odds, is going to be the Atlanta Falcons against the Detroit Lions. The Lions are going to get smoked on that field, okay? The Lions have played two teams who have been terrible. They played the Arizona Cardinals, which, again, as I mentioned, it may sound contradictory, but the Cardinals, as you look at them historically, they're a much better home and road team than they are. I know you mentioned the crowd factors and all of that, but the fact of the matter is that the Cardinals are a much better home team. You're going to get them, and then you've also had them playing the, uh, I was just mentioning the fucking, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Lions, and then they played the miserable Giants team, which I don't know what the hell to think. I mean, it, it's it's hard to imagine that they actually are that bad, but I don't think that they're that good. I mean, let's face it, without a punt return and a botched goal line decision, that's a much closer game than it is. It's very misleading. The Falcons are legit. Okay, so they played a bad game week one. Guess what? They always play shitty on grass. So give me the Falcons. I think they win that game by 20-plus. If you can get the adjusted line at minus 14.5, you're probably going to get it over 4-1 to odds. Take that to the fucking bank. You like the Falcons. You like betting it up, possibly up to as much as 14 to get paid. I, th- I, I, I think they smoked them. I mean, what is, I mean, again, what have, the, what has, what have they, sh- what have the, the Cardinals shown us? Or, I mean, not the Cardinals. What have the, the Lions shown us other than they can beat bad teams? I mean, again, the Cardinals on the road, they're not, that's never been a good spot for them. Even when they were running high, they were never a good road team. You're going to give me the fact that I'm going to have, first off, Matt Stafford, I was amazed he finished that game on Monday night. He got the shit kicked out of him. And, again, he has Eric Roberts as his left tackle. Like, the, all of a sudden, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons pass rush is just going to just stop. Yeah. It's, I, I, I like that one. I like them, I like them on adjusted lines as up to much as 14 and a half. I think the Falcons blow them out of the water in Detroit. And your teaser, again, give it to us one more time. I, I heard you like, you like Washington – Against the Raiders, you like the Steelers down to one, and what was that third team? Philly. Philly. I like Philly. I like, I like Philly to you know win that game. Although I would again, I, I'm almost a little bit hesitant on that one because, again, it's NFC East division games are always very tough. But I have a hard time imagining that offensive line suddenly blocking a team that has had eight sacks in the past two games with really. I mean, again, it, it's all going to come down to can Odell Beckham break out of slants? But I mean, I. Just I, I I almost like the under in that game as well too, but I do think that the Falcons the the, the I'm sorry not the Falcons the uh, the Eagles will win that game. I just don't think they can cover the six. It got bet up so highly so quickly. 
But uh, those are those. That that's my three team tees. That's the only thing I hit last week. Was my three team tees. I missed out. Delaney Walker scored the second touchdown for the Titans, and in the uh, minus uh, the uh, under six and a half minutes game. Uh, bet I made with the Bills and the Panthers. Uh, well, it happened in six minutes, so Close. I was off by thirty seconds. But one one and zero so far in the SCO zone tees of the week, and certainly you gave us another one this week. You gave us the Diamondbacks at eight to one to win the NFC, and of course you are all in the NL. The 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 Diamondbacks eight to one to win the NL. Yes. Again, nobody's talking about how good JD JD Martinez is. Just they're flying under the radar, and again, it's a huge. Uh, I'm a bigger baseball fan than I am NFL fan. And I'm suffering through my St. Louis Cardinals, but I really believe that the Arizona Diamondbacks are a force to be reckoned with. They have the middle relief. They have a closer and they have a pretty solid rotation. As I'm looking at these teams going down the stretch, they're playing the best ball. So give me them. There you go. Thanks, as always, for joining the DAC. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Well, there you have it. Sroto, let's wrap this thing up. Any any takes on the, uh, the SCO zone picks? Oh, I don't dislike the Diamondbacks. I mean, assuming the problem with that with betting a team that you, is going to be a uh, in the wild card is anything can happen in that one game. I, I'd rather have a team in, in you know that's guaranteed a series, but but they've been playing good ball. He's he's right about that. Well, listen, we've been bringing you winning picks. We've been bringing you crowworthy locks. We've been bringing you our serving of the week. Of course, the one that we're going all in on your. Bet the mortgage, bet whatever you want, and uh, another successful week on the DAC. Mike, always good bringing acumen and bringing those hot takes for our gambling audience out there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the Degenerate Athletic Club podcast brought to you by Crowworthy Sports.